episode mate i think we're on number four now if uh, my counting on the fingers still works <laughs> episode number four already yeah what we're we talking about today today we are talking about how to shoot bridal prep a great part of the wedding i love it it's the best part of the day for me it is man that that is the tail end for me or the start sorry the bridal prep and then the dance floor that's what it's all yeah. about for me if you get a good bridal prep it sets you up for the day definitely definitely but Forget about work for a minute, mate. Just tell me what you've been up to. What's been going on in the land of Jono? Oh, not much. Still no. still in lockdown, obviously. Yeah. Nothing much has changed. A bit more war zone. Found out yeah. I'm a little bit worse. <laughs> yeah. We don't get any better, do we? We keep playing it. Week we after keep week. Dying. But yeah, work, work-wise, been doing a lot more commercial video. So lots of medical things, which have been quite eye-opening. To, to, to look at and to find information on. What kind of stuff you've been seeing? I, I don't know if I want to, to share, but it, it's been gory. It's, it, it's It's been a lot about kind of wounds and, yeah, ulcers and all sorts. Oh, yeah. mate, that doesn't sound too good at all. It, I'm not going to lie, it's turned my stomach a few times. <laughs> I yeah. can imagine so. Yeah. I can imagine so. But what about you? What have you been up to? Yeah, work-wise, I've been um, designing albums for couples, actually. Okay, cool. Uh, yeah, I did a bit of a autumn-y winter sale, um, just to try and get, get a bit of income in, obviously, with us not shooting the weddings. Um, and I've had, um, I think I've designed three in the last last couple of weeks, actually, which has been quite nice. Oh, I, lo- I, I enjoyed designing albums, man. It's, it's, it's a chance to go back over the pictures and relive that wedding a little bit more. Uh, I, I, I enjoy it more when the couples just say, yes, that looks great, and don't want to make 50 changes <laughs> to the albums. Um, and then on uh, outside of work, I've just been moaning at, at people with Christmas decorations up in the middle of November. That that's pretty much been oh, been me on, for the don't, last. Don't be about a humbug. I can't help it, mate. I can't help Ugh. it. And you know what? I will forgive people this year. Twenty twenty. They want a little bit of extra joy in their life. I'll forgive them, but I'm not oh, okay. happy about it. Still, mate. I'm not <laughs> happy. All right. We all know. We all know that Christmas should start on December the first. In fact. About a week into December would be. I love Christmas, Jono. Oh. I love it as much as the next Scrooge. guy. Scrooge. No, I love it. I love it. I've got the two little kids. It's a magical time. But you do not put Christmas decorations up in the middle of November. There's, they should be outlawed. There's a house around the corner from me, and they've had them up since October. Seriously? Seriously. Oh, mate. I think I that's know. a bit too soon. I, I'm kind. I'm kind of getting in the festive spirit, though. I'm, I'm gonna, you know. I've, I've had a look when I've been having my music on while I've been editing Amazon Music. There's a little Christmas channel that keeps popping up and I'm thinking, oh, is it I'd time be, to click? I'd be knocking on and having a word with them and saying, you can't. <laughs> you can't do this. But you do say that. One of the, the Virgin movie channels or whatever, that's been Christmas 24 since the start of October. No. Uh, and we, we did go through at the start of October. We started like recording a few films. We oh, liked okay. And then at the start of November, obviously a couple of the music channels changed to be Christmas channels. And pretty much every night, once once we've watched whatever we're watching, and I'll flick over to them and just see which Christmas song's on. <laughs> um, hoping that I'll get a bit of cliff, obviously. But Go on, but as, as we're talking about this favourite Christmas song. Oh, mate. This is, we should be saving this to a December episode. Well, we should. But I think we might have to like, come up with a top five or something for, for the Christmas episode. But just 
Come on, number one. Oh, man. I, I, you know what? Without any thought, I'm not going to commit. But I will say, love a bit of Saviour's Day by Cliff. You, you're trying to think, what? how does that go? It's basically... Mate, it's no, the, I, no, 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 no. I, I know exactly how it goes. But you, you, You're wondering why I picked that over uh, Mistletown Wine? Yeah. I don't know. Just think about the old Saviour's Day, mate. Just oh. get to it. <laughs> I don't even know what to say. I don't even know what to say. What about you then? Where are you going? <laughs> well, I, you know, kind of like, I'm thinking like the Pogues or, you know, oh, a bit, of, bit, bit, of, bit of shaky or, you know, kind of, yeah. But, here's, a tr- here's a fact for you, mate. When my on. wife was about six or seven, apparently she believed she was going to marry Shaking Stevens. Really? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I thought so you were going to every- come up with like, it's like Shaking Stevens is a dad or something. No, no, but every time he comes on at Christmas, there's that pang of jealousy when I look at him and I try to get my woman. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, dear. Anyway, anyway, let's get back on subject. Bridal prep. Bridal prep. Bridal prep. The preparations of the bride in the morning. <laughs> um, yeah, as, as we said a minute ago... Um, I, I love this part of the day. You know, you. Uh, for me, I, all I can say is that I, I turn up, I'm a little bit nervous, you know, as I am every single wedding. I can't help but still get those little pre-wedding nerves. Mm-hmm. They've obviously eased a little bit over time, but they're, they're still there. Um, and within five minutes of getting to bridal prep, you kind of know that everything's going to be okay. Yeah. That first five or ten minutes in, into bridal prep, it gets your nerves settled sets you up for the day the thing is we've obviously spoken to the brides in advance and we've maybe met them or, or at least video chat chatted with them but until you walk in and she's there you know in a in a nighty or whatever um no makeup on that's when you you build your foundation that's when you you know if you can win a bride and bridesmaid over oh at that point you're set up for the day okay so how do you get the best out of bridal prep what, what's the key points that we need to, to discuss to get those amazing images, get the relationship going with everybody, and yeah. that can set you up for the day as well? What, what's the key tips? I think the first tip is to not go in all guns blazing. I know that our job is to take pictures throughout the day, but if you walk through the door with the camera up at your eye and like, hello, click, 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 yeah. I think you, you, put, you put everyone on the back foot. And, and for me, it's about going in, if you see something that you've just got to shoot, fine. But we'll just go in and maybe for that first 15, 20 minutes, just just chat. How you been doing? You know, the, the classic questions. How was last night? Did you manage to sleep? You know, all, all that kind of stuff. Just get into a groove, get everyone on your side, and then start shooting. I think there's two ways of approaching bridal prep as well. I think some photographers want everything to look perfect and they will avoid any chaos or any any mm-hmm. of the of the mess that naturally is occurs when everyone's trying to get ready and clothes get thrown places and this that and the other um and they'll clear up and they'll, they'll make everything look perfect and things like that or then you've got people like me i'll be honest mate that is just like whatever your morning is it is, is what I'm going to capture. Um, so I don't mind if there's bits here, there and everywhere. I mean, if they want to tidy up themselves, fine. But I'm not going to go around moving things. I might avoid things in a shop, you know. Yeah. But but ultimately, I'm like, you know, whatever your morning is, is what I'm going to capture. So just chill out and, you know, let's crack on with it. I, th- I think I am probably, I'm kind of 50-50 with that, is that I I think there's two sections to bridal prep for me. There's the, there's the hustle and bustle of it yeah. and the documentary style um, and then there's the the portraits 
and those key moments of kind of the bride's just got into a dress there's the zipping up the buttoning up those kind of window light and we'll talk about that closely in a second but those kind of ones i do want a little bit cleaner i want to get those best backgrounds and you know get the mess out of the way i want the focus on the bride yeah. rather than something you know like a box or you know even if it's the flowers popping out of a head at the back or whatever it is so i kind of you know i'll manipulate a scene as as such but i think the the, the biggest part um what i've learned over the years is to not stress with bridal prep yeah, I think because you do go in, and there is a tendency to go in all guns blazing. Yeah, it's a new new wedding. It's the start of a new day. We want to get those killer shots and kind of not miss a moment. And in that, you become a little bit of a rabbit in the headlights, and you're kind of like shot there, shot there, shoot that, do that. What am I missing in there? You can kind of get carried away with yourself. But I think over the years, I've become a little bit more relaxed about it, of just capturing those key moments. And if you miss something. Don't be scared to get the, you know, the makeup artist to reapply a little bit of makeup or pretend to put a bit of makeup on in the best window light because I think it's it's about working with the suppliers. And yeah. sometimes, you know, we, we, we've all had it. A little bit, of, I hate to say this, a little bit of a difficult hairdresser or a little bit difficult of a makeup artist and it's like, oh, guys, could you come over here and do it here? Nope, Mate. I'm set here, I'm not moving, that's it. It'd be interesting to know how many times they think they've had a difficult photographer. Oh, 100%. 100%. It's a bit of a fight in the morning, isn't it, in, in some times? It is. I'll be honest, man, I'm, I'm close to a few uh, makeup artists uh, that I've, I've shot with, and uh, I've heard a few horror stories uh, about certain photographers. I'm not going to name names, mate. Of course I'm not. But damn, I've heard some stuff. I've, I've, I've heard some stuff. <laughs> I've been the same. I've heard a few different bits and bobs. And I think I think that's actually key, is that you've got to work with everybody in the morning. Definitely. And that, in fact, that goes throughout the whole day. But, you know, work with the other suppliers because we're all there to do a job. Yeah, and you don't want to walk in, end up kind of butting heads with another supplier, creating an atmosphere in there, because that, that part of the day is not about you at all. It's it's purely about the bride, in, in, you know, preparing, hence bridal prep, um, <laughs> preparing for the day ahead. Um, and if you go in there and, you know, like a bull in a china shop, asking for things to be moved here, there and everywhere, I, th- I think you just create extra chaos that's not needed in the morning. And I think the key that I've learned personally is when you have those conversations with with the couples before the wedding day it's kind of set a little bit of not rules but kind of a bit of a guideline you know i want you to get ready by a window because i want to use the window light if you can and it's not necessarily but you know if you can just keep the place a little bit tidy you know or at least make the bed if you're in a hotel room and you know the beds all skew with it's not gonna look as good as it could if it's made so kind of set those rules and yeah. you know get get your details and, and bung them on a dressing table somewhere or you know and necklaces or whatever it is i do tell them that i will be turning the main lights off at times um, obviously i work with a supplier can't have a makeup artist that can't see but you know I'll, I'll be dipping the lights i'll be turning them off i'll be asking her to have a makeup done in uh, next to the window rather than the dark corner of the room which you would think as a makeup artist or a, a hairstylist that they'd want to put them in in the best light doesn't always work like that and and in fact there's sometimes when they just can't um mm-hmm. you know a hair uh, hairstylist is is gonna have to be by plug sockets you know yeah. for for certain equipment that they're using and it might be that they can't be near a window and things like that so i just just gentle a gentle warning that you know 
I might knock the lights off here and there and, and stuff like that. And I think once they know that, they're all right with it. I also send out a little guide about six months before their wedding of how to get the best out of your photography. Yeah. Um, and again, it just goes over those points, um, at, but at different parts of the day. So for anybody listening who's who's getting into weddings and has never shot before, and we're saying about window light and switching lights off, the, the, the main reason why we do that is because the window light is a lot more flattering for skin tones. And in in a room, hotel room, in, in a house, and they've got the, the, the main lights on, it can cast different colours over over everything. Um, you have to white balance everything afterwards. It can be quite unflattering because the you know if you've got spotlights, that means you've got light coming from above and down, which gives you bags under your eyes. Taking your photography and preparations to another level in the morning, always get them near window lights. Switch those yeah. lights off if you yeah, can. Yeah, you need you need to switch the lights off as well because otherwise, what you get then is two different yeah. uh, temperature uh, light temperatures battling against each other, and you've got the kind of yellow of the the indoor lights against the kind of cooler blue of the out outdoor uh, kind of light. So yeah, great point there, Jono. To be fair, you know, I'm I'm, I'm full of them now and again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now and again. Um, so it might be worth just just having a little chat about the different places you find yourself in during bridal prep because um, the ideal situation would be maybe to be at the the bride's family home surrounded by pictures of her as a child and you know and it, and it just feels nice and cozy and things but the reality is sometimes they're in hotels mm-hmm. now those hotels could be very big posh beautiful rooms part of the wedding venue it could be the premier inn five minutes down the road from the venue so you know the the variety the different kind of rooms that you find yourself in might ultimately affect the way that you approach bridal prep as well as you're saying that i'm kind of recalling the, the weddings where sometimes in in preparations they're the beautiful hotel rooms that you know it's the four poster bread they've got massive window light to to work with it it looks automatically looks amazing but yeah there, there, there are challenges when you know you will go to a couple's house and they're in the kitchen yeah and you've got the toaster popping out the back of the head you've got dirty cups on the side you've got you know washing up from last night's little party that they had you know yeah. and you've, you've, you've got to kind of manipulate the scene and i think that's when i used to get very stressed yeah. so i kind of always step back in those those situations and i'll go right let's capture the scene as it is because that is what it is the makeup artist has got the stuff all over the counters and you know it's a little bit of a mess but then what i'll do is once kind of at the final part of makeup get them closer to a window yeah. switch yeah. everything off and then you've got the best of both worlds and I think it's quite important at that point is that, you know, you might have to switch your lenses up because that prime might not work. You might have to go for a wider, you know, instead of an 85, you might have to go 24 or even wider because it's not a massive space to work with. And kind of having that in your toolkit to jump to if needed and get the best out of the situation, that's all you can do. And sometimes it might not work. Yeah, the, the, know? There's, there's been a few weddings where, you know, I've come out of bridal prep and, and I know in my, in my mind that these images might not be on the same level as, as other weddings. But when, when you start breaking it down, you realise that it's not always your fault as a photographer. Yeah. Sometimes you are put in a, in a scene. It's impossible to create a set that is at the same level as, as, as other ones. Yeah. Now, don't get me wrong. Yes, you know, you should be at a skill level where you can create something in whatever space. Yeah. But I'm talking about a whole set here. I'm talking about like from the moment you get there to the moment you leave. I think I could go in any room and probably 
get your four or five pitches that a bridal prep that look great in in any room. Yep. But I'm talk I'm talking about fifty, sixty, whatever, however, however many pitches you take, all consistently at the same level, yep. and it it can be hard in certain settings. So I think the next thing is about what your bride's expecting from the from the prep pitches as well and this again comes down to preparing in advance and finding out what they want now i'm not saying get a list of things because every photographer hates a list that's just that's just a fact but you know some brides i mean i've had it with, with brides where they don't want any pictures at all before they've got a base level of uh, makeup on and, yeah. and that's their choice if that's what they want and that, that's fine but you need to be aware of all that in advance so you don't spend 10-15 minutes setting up a beautiful shot of the bride as she's standing near this window or whatever and then it's like well no one's going to see that picture ever because she didn't have makeup on and she doesn't want that um, find out maybe in advance or at least as soon as you get there what details maybe she just want capturing um, again I've had some brides that um, I get there and she's laid out every single bit of jewellery that she's wearing um, shoes, dress, uh, the bits from the hen night. I've I've had oh, that. Okay. I've, I've, I've had the, the actually bought stationery, uh, wedding stationery, and hen night stationery as well. And they want pictures of all of that. And then I've turned up, and and a bride said, oh, "I'm not I'm not that bothered about a picture of my dress hanging up. I mean, I still take it. The dress, uh, the dress. <laughs> yeah. There's a question. But but yeah. So I mean, finding out exactly what I want because what you don't want is is obviously to deliver a set of images and then the bride says you didn't take any pictures of my shoes, you didn't take any pictures yeah. of the earrings that were handed down through generations, and and if you've not maybe asked for that kind of thing, you're not going to know how important it is. Find that kind of thing out in advance. Have you had any uh, bridal prep horror stories that you're willing to share on air? I can give you one. Go on, you give you, you one. You give me one, and then I'll. Well, I, uh... I could give you a few, but there, there was one particular, and I'm, I'm not going to name enough details to give this away of who who the bride may be in case someone's listening that it shouldn't be. But they had a pair of shoes. You've seen them. I've seen them at a lot of weddings where they're, they're almost like glitter. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. So I guess that's the only way to describe them. It's just like a load of glitter stuck to a shoe. Um, and they look really cool and they, you know, they glisten in a day and it's fantastic. Um, but I had a bride with a pair of those. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to do a nice little special picture with these shoes. Oh. I took them out. I took them oh. out. From the, yeah. I took them out from the room and I thought, I'm going to take them outside. And I took them outside, mate. And I put them on this thing, which I'm not going to name in case that gives the venue away as well. Uh, <laughs> Put them all, set them up looking beautiful. They fell off into a flower bed full of dirt. <clears throat> no. Yeah. Audible gasp around the room, I can tell. Um, and because of the way that the shoes were, and they were glittery, and it was like a rough texture, you I, had wipe to spend, them. I had to spend the next 10 minutes scrubbing a pair of shoes. It wasn't much. like It was a, it was a couple of specks of dirt, but it had just gone under the glitter. Oh. And, and, oh, man, seriously seriously my heart it, I, I, you know it was a few years ago so I, I wasn't as as further in my journey as uh, as i am now where i'd be like okay just get it sorted <laughs> at that point i was still panicking i will either find a space in the room where we are or somewhere else within the building yeah. and and i'm not carrying that dress bridesmaids are always going to carry it so when they accidentally ruin that dress i can go weren't me love <laughs> weren't me but oh yeah what about groom prep if it's you that's got to go over to the groom and and cover both then 
you have to prioritise and you have to you have to time manage the morning a little bit more than you would. The way I've found, certainly if one of them is getting ready at the venue and say, you know, the bride's getting ready at the venue, the groom's getting ready at home and he's coming to the venue, I'll work out the timing. So I'll actually say to him, look, just don't put your jacket and your tie on or your dicky bow, whatever it is. I'll meet you at the venue. We'll find some nice window light. We'll get the the lads doing the dicky bow, the, the, the tie, whatever it is, the cufflinks, yeah, get those course, details yeah. and then go back to the bride ready for her to put the dress on, the finer details, then you're into ceremony. Um, That's a great idea. So you're you're almost um, manufacturing a little bit of groom prep. Absolutely. You, you know, yeah. s- s- again, it comes down to the couple. If if it's really important for them that they want at their family homes, or you know, one of them's well, in fact, both of them are getting ready at the the parents' houses separately. Yeah. Then I'll have to have a second shooter, I guess. Yeah. Well, yeah. exactly. I mean, the, the, there is times, you know, when when you go through and you talk to them and, you know, if, if that is the case and it's 20 minutes between each house and then you've still got to get to the church or the venue, you know, it, it means sacrifice from their part. They, they have to change the timings of what they're, they're doing. It means, yeah. in that sense, I will probably start with the bride first, yes. then scoot over to the, the groom. The groom's going to have to then get ready a hell of a lot earlier than what yeah. he would do if he came to the venue and did those those little key points. And then to get back to the bride, to then get to the venue or the church, that's that's a lot to run around for in the morning. Um, it is. And it puts and, and stress on everybody, not just us as photographers, but for the couples, because it changes the timings of what points they have to be done by. It does, and, and again, it comes down to making them aware of that in advance. I think it's so. important to be a, to be a timekeeper as well, because as, as much as it doesn't really affect us, if she's late for the church or he's late for the church, there's nothing we can do. You know, sometimes I'm mate. Sometimes I'm praying for it when I'm driving down that motorway <laughs> to get to the church. Oh, I'm praying that they're Just a little bit please, late. <laughs> please be late. Please be late. But you know, it, it does have a knock-on effect. It means later on in the day. It means that, that, you know, the group shots are going to be quicker. It means you're going to lose times for your portraits. You know, it's going to put pressure on. Is there anything else that you can think of about bridal prep that maybe we've we've not covered? I mean, we, we could go technical if people are interested in what lenses we're shooting. I mean, I, I start the day on a 35-85 and, and pretty yeah. much that's any details of the rings. I know some people like to break out macro lenses, but I just get as close as I can with my 35 or 85 and, and, I, I and shoot. I think it kind of comes with experience, doesn't it? And, you know, at the beginning, I was exactly the same. Right? I need the ring shot. I need the shoe shot. I need this. I need that. And you put stress on yourself. Yeah. Sta- stand back. Stand back from the scenario. Capture what you can. If you're not getting what you need, just orchestrate it a little bit. Just yeah. manipulate that scene a little bit. And, you know, for me, I have kind of like a set routine in the morning is that I'll go in exactly how you are, you know, I'll introduce myself again, meet the guests, meet the mum and dad for the first time, whoever it is, have a coffee, and then I'll kind of set the scenes of, right, right, okay, how long are you going to be on makeup on there? You've only just started, you're going to be about another 45 minutes, right? So I'll capture you right at the end of your 45 minutes. So at that point, I might get the details and I might take them outside. So it might be, you know, perfumes, whatever it is. Go and take a bit of scene set. So I've seen the room, I've, I've, I've known where the light's coming from, I know what's going on. Right, guys, I'm just going to leave you, I'm going to go and do a bit of scene set, get a bit of landscapes, get the house outside, little details, yeah. and then I'm coming in. Because at that point, when I'm sh- shooting those those images, I can get my head clear of what, what I can do and what I can't do. How the room's going to look, or 
you know, kind of, instead of being that rabbit in a headlight of trying to look around and where's the light falling? I need, I, 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 you know, you could spend half an hour getting that ultimate dress shot, you know, yeah. and especially if you're in someone's house and they might say, oh, my parents' room, it's hung up in there and you kind of, you go in and there's, the, I wouldn't say a mess, but there's lots of details everywhere. You yeah. know, there might be lots of patterns or, you know, you kind of go, oh, what the hell am I going to do with this? One of the, the greatest tips that I've learned of, of shooting the dress, if a room is busy, try and get the the dress near a door. Open yes. the crack of a door a little yeah. bit and shoot through the crack because you can mask all the other crap that's in the room and yeah. just focus on the dress. It's a I- winner every time. What what I've done as well a, a lot more recently is, um, yeah, I'll get that shot of a full-length dress hanging up, but st- there are times when you can't you mm-hmm. can't get the perfect shot of that just simply because, as I say, I refuse to kind of take dresses outside now. Yeah. But, you know, if there's just not a place to get, to get it perfect, then what I will make sure I do is I'll get the shot of it, but then I'll get a couple of nice close-ups of the details with the window light catching it, so the shadow maybe, and then the the window light, and very often that will be the picture that I'll use in the slideshow. So rather than a full length wedding dress, for me it's like just just a slither of dress in mm-hmm. there in in the light. I think can almost be more of more of an effective picture of the wedding dress than it hanging up, you know, on a well wherever. Yeah, you know, you know what it's like. Cool. So I, I think, mate, I think we've covered bridal prep. I, I think, think we have. I love bridal prep. I think it, it yeah. really is one of the, the, the key moments of a day and setting up that relationship and the, the banter that you can have with guests, which can really come in handy later on, you know, especially with the bridesmaids or the groomsmen of, of being able to call upon them and go, hey, Lisa, come on, you, you were the gobby one this morning. Come exactly. on, get over here. And, you know, having that relationship with them, absolutely, not only will it do amazing things for your reputation but it, it will get the best out of the day that you possibly can get. On that profound nugget. <laughs> <laughs> a font of all knowledge, a master of none. <laughs> so just uh, just a, a, a little bit of chat again, mate. What have you got coming up this this next week? Are you still, are you still editing those uh, still, still horrific injury or I am. I've whatever got, they I've are? I've got more on the way and a few other little projects of that side. Apart from that, it's, it's accounts. And I hate yeah. to say it, it's accounts crack on for next year next year's mental I, I don't think i can take any more for next year but certainly just reevaluating the business making sure we're on track for 2022 so it's just it's just yeah getting everything in place ready to kind of get the best out of uh, the business going forward yeah, what about you yeah i'm gonna put my christmas tree up tonight <laughs> <laughs> Next time we you come got- on, you're going to be there with the, <laughs> the the Father Christmas hat on, aren't you? And the beard, and yeah. You, you, I got me all festive thinking about Cliff earlier on. I'm, <laughs> I'm uh, still shocked by that. I am. Sh- <laughs> Saviour's Day, come mate. On. You put Saviour's Day next to a uh, mistletoe and wine, and it outshines it every oh. time. It's been a pleasure as always, sir. Always a pleasure. Definitely. Speak soon. Bye. You are listening to the Working Togs podcast. Hit the subscribe button to never miss an episode.